1: Happy Sunday, everyone. You're listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast, brought to you by DraftKings. Great deal going on right now. You throw down $5 on an NFL game, there's only one NFL game left, and you know what? If that team wins, you get $280 in free plays. That simple, that easy. All right. Big, big wins for Arizona this past week against the UCLA Bruins and the USC Trojans. Both of these teams are top 25 teams. I don't think there's any doubt about that. A um, couple things really come to mind right here, first and foremost, and then we're going to go around the conference. We've talked about it a great deal here, being that we are harbingers of honesty, that Arizona has a margin for error that is insane. And I was thinking about this last night, because I'm a loser, and generally on a Saturday <laughs> night, I end up thinking about things that most <laughs> cool people don't think about. Think about it this way, shoe. Arizona beat UCLA and USC. Ben Matherin played terribly the entire time. Uh, Tabellis got better in the second game, but wasn't good in the first game. Coloco until the end against USC was largely ineffective. Um, Daylon Terry has certainly emerged right there. You've got a lot of guys that you expect to play better that aren't playing you know, at their peak performance, and, oh, by the way, you just beat two of the top 20 teams in the country. And two of the better teams on your schedule. Correct. So, uh, both teams that are, that there,
0: I think, is a decent likelihood both of those teams are going to be playing in the second weekend in the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, to Arizona's credit, uh, it, it was a very good weekend. It was not easy. They had to grind their way through two very difficult games and uh, manage to get it done, and... And I think a lot of what's going on here is the way that Arizona is playing defensively. Mm-hmm. Uh, they held. Now USC has some offensive issues and inconsistencies, but UCLA is pretty good offensively. And Arizona held both of those teams into the mid 60s. So you get performances like that. You're going to get yourself. You're going to give yourself an opportunity to, to win. So while the Wildcats, probably because of Matherin and Tabellus, I think it's fair to say, still lingering health issues, mm-hmm. not being to where. I think Wildcats would like to see him be. Uh, Arizona has won a couple games now, not ninety to sixty five, but seventy five to
1: sixty five. And, and I that's, think that was the question still, that a lot, yeah. so many people had too: is would Arizona be able to win those type of games? And they've certainly shown that they can do that. Um, as far as uh, UCLA and USC, and then we're going to go around the conference here a little bit. You and I said this during the UCLA game, um, the the rematch that. UCLA is really good, obviously. Arizona looks like a better basketball team. They just look like they have more pieces. Again, UCLA really, really good. Arizona just looks like... If if they were to play 10 times on a neutral court... And I had to pick one of those teams to win the majority of them. I'm picking Arizona. I'd agree with that. And six to seven. Six to seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, certainly no more than that. But, you know, there, there to me is – there's definitely a – they just look a little bit better. Mm-hmm. USC is much the same way, although USC is a little bit different. Because UC, USC – and you've been talking about this for a good uh, percentage of the uh, season – USC physically is much better than UCLA. They are long – they're one of the few teams in the country that looks longer than Arizona – and it's, uh, as you and I were watching the game, I said, man, they've had, they've out offensive rebound Arizona by like 30. Now come to find out it was only two. But it felt like that because of how long, how active they are. And there was a sequence... Uh, with a somewhere between the,
0: let's say, four to eight minute mark of the game where USC looked like it was going to win. Mm-hmm. There was a point uh, where SC had the six-point lead. Mm-hmm. Mobley was pretty much taking over mm-hmm. and, and, and making some big shots. And SC, at that point, was getting a lot of offensive rebounds. That sequence allowed them to take the lead. And then, to Arizona's credit, they were able to outscore... Uh, the Trojans by 16 in the final four minutes and get what looked like a reasonably comfortable W in a game that was anything but. I think what happened with SC and Arizona, generally speaking, is that both teams were so unaccustomed to being up against teams that were as big as they are that defensively it was a struggle for both throughout most of the game. But Arizona had a few more weapons and was able to get it done.
1: All right. So now the bracketologies are out in Arizona. They have Arizona as a number one seed. I'm not particularly surprised by that as a matter of fact now that you look at it Illinois is obviously a good win Uh, UCLA is a good win USC is a good win and I would expect that you know looking at Arizona's schedule the LA schools are done the only team that I could really see beating them the rest of the way probably is Oregon I don't really see anybody else uh, beating them but let's go around the conference now a little bit but before that DraftKings Sportsbook app code word PHNX here's the deal you throw down $5 on the Super Bowl. If your team wins, you get $280 in free plays. Now, you might be saying to yourself, what would Mike Luke and John Schuster pick? We both like the Rams, and I think as we get closer, we kind of like the Rams in a big way there. Um, so, you know what? Take that for what it's worth. Eligibility restrictions apply. If you got a gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. They'll get you taken care of. Arizona only, 21 and up. All right. It's weird how things kind of go, you know, in... Uh, uh, is it bits, fits and spurts or bits and spurts? What's I don't think either of those things are quite
0: right. But I don't ah, well, I can't. whatever. whatever. Yeah, yeah. How things go into something and something else. Yeah.
1: Either way, I sounded like an idiot
0: right there. Doesn't matter.
1: Um, not the first time, won't be the last time. Um, I think we're kind of at the point now where I think Oregon's the second best team in the conference.
0: Well, Oregon won at SC and won at UCLA. And a lot of folks will say that those were, uh, you know, pandemic-induced games where they didn't have the crowd in their favor. that That's cool. certainly legitimate. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, so basically Can't what you had that. what you had instead was neutral site games. Mm-hmm. Okay so that's that would be you'd think kind of an indicator of right. who's better. Right exactly uh, and right. and Oregon was Oregon was clearly better than USC. I mean that game wasn't even close. Yeah it was it was very much an arms length mm-hmm. game. Um Similar to the way last year, for whatever reason, and we saw this in the tournament, that USC had Oregon's number, in the, and Oregon was just never going to. That matchup was bad. It just was bad, This right. one is flipped. Right, for It sure. appears, at least in the one matchup that we saw, this that this is flipped, that SC is going to have real problems with Oregon if Oregon's playing at full mm, strength right. at the top of their game. Uh, I think it, the, the way Oregon's won what? Nine of their last 10, yeah, 10 of their last the top of the 11, year. Yeah, Right. just one on the road, Colorado right. and Utah knocked up. That, they got that the Washington schools includes...
1: come up at home, they'll win those. Although I mean, the Washington say... schools are the surprise I know. of the conference they really right are. now. Right. I don't know how that happened. Yeah, I have but no...
0: But if you said Oregon was second, I'm not going to argue with that. Right. I, I, but what I think is good is that the difference between one and four mm-hmm. is really damn close. Mm-hmm. and And in that regard... I think there's reason to feel confident. Obviously, there's a lot of weird stuff that can go on in the tournament. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should read. There's a
1: legitimate chance that the Pac-12 could have four teams in the Sweet 16. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. And I would be, And I wouldn't be in the least bit surprised by that, to be honest right. with you. Now, you look at it and you say to yourself, all right, what's going on with UCLA? Let's talk a little bit about UCLA and that ASU game last night. Um, Schuster and I have talked about this a good percentage of the time. ASU should be better than they are. Last night was an indication of why they should be better than they are. They are more athletic than UCLA. UCLA is very good, but you watch them. They're not super long. They're not super athletic. I think that's where Arizona's got a little bit of a, uh, uh, a benefit over them. But ASU was getting second, third chances at the rim, getting dunks in the lane. This was again. If they were to play again, I think UCLA would beat them. But ASU also showed that they should be a lot better than six and thirteen.
0: Yeah, uh, and now a, a seven win team after the uh, after the exciting UCLA upset, which I know was weird for Arizona fans because right. you don't want to root for either of them. Right. Uh, but mm-hmm. ASU helped them out. Hel- right. Helped out Arizona significantly. Uh, but ASU's got a chance. Uh, to, you know, be spoiler again, mm-hmm. and that becomes an interesting matchup. They've played significantly better. Right. Now, I suspect that because they had a triple overtime game that was late that they're probably going to run on fumes mm-hmm. against Arizona, and that benefits the Cats. Right. Uh, but nevertheless, you know, I don't expect ASU to be last year's version of Oregon State. Right. Where they <laughs> got so good right. that they came out of nowhere and actually right. won the conference tournament and right. then made a deep tournament right. run. right but i think they can be one of the teams in the mid level to their credit they've worked their way from being in the bottom to kind of a mid level team they're a mid level team now with a bottom level record mm-hmm, right. so if you face them they can be a problem right. and for what i don't know why it is it's perplexing to me how how much they struggled early on based mm-hmm. on the athleticism they have right, on that right. roster they've played spirited they've been much better the last 3 weeks right. and you know, maybe they're in a position where they can gain a little bit of confidence uh, after the win against UCLA. Uh, So I think a lot of folks went into this matchup thinking, well, okay, the tough games for Arizona were UCLA. USC Mm -hmm. and then the way the schedule broke in their favor as you know three games in five days you go up to ASU okay you can probably get that W that was not probably is still going to happen but it's
1: not as easy now as as you thought so Arizona's got to got to be ready they got to be ready I would also be very surprised though if Arizona does not uh if Arizona at this point does not win the conference you're up two games right here now and you're up two games on um everybody else now if Oregon hadn't dropped the one game to Colorado, it's interesting because they were Oregon and Colorado, or excuse me, uh, Oregon matches up here with Arizona. But Oregon's also going to need Arizona to not lose another game. I don't see that happening. We've talked about that before. I don't see any team outside of those three teams being able to challenge or beat Arizona.
0: Well, although you know,
1: probably because mm-hmm. Arizona's done a, a much
0: better job, and you've noted this on a regular basis about being able to take care of business against the middle level of the conference mm-hmm. and against teams that are slightly inferior, but. Just last night, UCLA's better than ASU. UCLA lost to ASU. So, you know, there's always there's always a possibility that that can happen. I think Arizona's got games at Utah and Colorado uh, in the not-too-distant future. That Colorado especially, I think, can be pesky on the road. It's one of those things where you can be in a position where your shots just aren't falling. You know, maybe you're a little lackadaisical. Maybe you run out of gas a little bit in altitude. Who knows? So, is it possible that Arizona can stumble... Absolutely. But you'd certainly like to be in their position right now as far as the favorite with the inside
1: track as opposed to anybody else. And it appears that only Oregon at this stage has a real chance to probably catch them. All right. So now looking ahead then, Arizona, I think we're looking at a number one seed. It's going to be very difficult to get that number one seed out west um, because Gonzaga's not going to lose any more games. I mean, I I would be fairly surprised with Gonzaga, but. You know what? I mean, if Arizona's the number one seed out east, I'll take it. The question, though, is—and before we get to that—DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX, throw down five dollars on a game, Super Bowl, you two hundred and eighty dollars in free plays if that team wins. That simple, that easy. You might say to yourself, "Wow, really? What are the strings attached?" There are none. So make it happen. We both like the Rams, like right, John Schuster. I think so. I think uh, I think the defensive line of the Rams is going to be the difference in this game. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that, and I think the Rams are going to be able to put up enough points. Now, granted, I think that they might give some other po- they might give some points away to the Bengals as well. But that's kind that, of that I think is the X factor yeah. right there. But generally speaking, I think the Rams are better too. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. All right, now let's get back to uh, teams that are better teams. What's going on with Benedict Matherin? That's a really good question. Because, I mean, to me, that really is an indication of how good this team is because um, you have a friend that's not a big fan of, uh, of Ben Math. I have a couple of them. Yes, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the thing is, and of I, late, right, they're, they're being they've, they've been justified.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they've been yes. justified, which is which is uh, fascinating in and of itself. I feel, I feel like I I wonder if he individually has hit a bit of a wall. Mm-hmm. How so? And uh, I. I If you take a look at a lot of his shots, they're coming up short. Mm -hmm. If you come up short, that suggests to me that maybe you're just, you don't have your legs right Right. now, and you need some sort of second wind. Uh, So at some point here, hopefully you Know that will happen because Arizona obviously is going to need him to be more effective, especially on the offensive end. Because keep in mind, as Matherin has struggled, mm-hmm. Arizona's now scoring closer to 75 a game as opposed to 90 a game. That's right. a difference, right? Okay, so so they, they've actually relied on very good defense up to this point and holding teams down in that regard. But they're, they're probably good. You really like the idea of Arizona being effective. On the offensive end, scoring ninety as opposed to scoring seventy-five—that's right. not—that's not, that's not uh, you know a, a a huge revelation. And Matherin's going to have to get up to speed to be able to do that. So I'm guessing. And it's just, a, it's just an observational guess, that maybe there's fatigue going on and it's leading to some sort of frustration. And the frustration is manifesting itself in some body language type things that don't particularly look good. It's almost like there there, there are some diva-esque attitudes that are coming with his inability to shoot well right now. Mm-hmm. and 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 so what you hope happens is that once he gets his confidence again, and and hopefully gets back into the flow, that that's
1: ultimately good news for Arizona. And and he can get back on track, and it helps uh, the Cats be more effective on the offense. I always wonder with kids like this, and you're going to really be able to find out, I think, what he's really made of. Because, you know, things came very easily for him earlier in the season. I mean, against Illinois and against Michigan. I mean, he was the best player on the court in those games. And he's really struggled here these last three weeks or so. Now, the, the great ones, and again, I don't want to sound super cliche guy, but I'm about to. The great ones, though, you know, when they go through these patches, they figure out what's going on, and then they make adjustments. And there's nothing in his skill set or his repertoire that indicates that he can't rebound from this. He's even shown us this. Right. Uh, first two weeks of the season, Matherin mm-hmm. wasn't very good. Right.
0: Right. Next game, mm-hmm. and for a series of other games for about a month, Matherin was one right. of the better players in the country. And then he hit a wall, Mm -hmm. and that wall's lasted about three weeks, so he isn't very good. But we've already seen from one game to another, all of a sudden Matherin gets it back. Mm -hmm. And if he gets it back, there's a little bit of a confidence boost, and he can go on impressive runs. And I think
1: Wildcat fans and certainly the team want to see that happen. Right, so we'll see what happens there now. We got Arizona ASU coming up tomorrow. Quick little preview, because we'll be on here with the post-game show. I will be in Albuquerque, New Mexico. John Schuster will be holding down the fort here in the old pueblo. What uh let's let's talk a little bit of a score prediction right here. What are you looking at? ASU was really spirited, very impressive in
0: limited Arizona's transition game, which means that the Wildcats had to grind things out. My guess is that it's it, there are points in this game that might not be particularly pretty, but Arizona in the last 8 minutes is going to pull away maybe somewhere in the neighborhood of
1: 82 to 66. Okay. Uh Arizona right now is about a 15-point favorite, so John Schuster likes them to cover it by the skin of their teeth. Um, one thing: check out GoPhnx, go onto the website. Uh, get a, get a, pre- uh, a prescription. get a subscription, <laughs> and you know what? You get one of those really cool Back the 8 t-shirts, not those knockoffs that are those vicious slanders that have been thrown around out there. So uh, do all that. We will be back with you tomorrow post-game, probably uh, about 9 o'clock or so. For John Schuster, I'm Mike Luke. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.